Hey everybody, this is uh, Jordan with the Crumbs Veteran Podcast. I am here with my amazing co-host CJ Cabrera and Renika Wood. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Doing good. Good, good. And uh, happy, happy to have you guys with me. And also, I am, and also, we're we're all very uh, honored and grateful to have uh, Dan Shockley here, the man himself. Uh, thank you, know, thank you for uh, joining us today. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, we're, we're very happy to have you here. Well, thank you, Jordan, and uh, your uh, co-host, uh, and Renika, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, share my amazing journey on your platform. Definitely. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, and so I've, you know, uh, you know, kind of you know, done a little bit of, you know, reading on your background and stuff and, you know, seeing that, you know, that you went through some, you know, pretty, you know, pretty serious, pretty serious situation and stuff. And so, you know, for the people that, you know, um, don't know who uh, Dan Drydock Shockley is, you know, could you uh, please, let, you know, give us a little background? Sure. Yeah, I'm a retired Navy, served on active duty for 22 years, uh, Operation uh, Desert Storm, Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom veteran. I was stationed on seven different ships throughout my career, and three of those were deployed to the Persian Gulf. And for my last assignment, I was actually on the ground in Bahrain, which is a little island off the coast of Saudi Arabia, when we um, started Operation Enduring and Operation Iraqi Freedom. I was there when we started everything. Wow. And, and uh, wow. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Like, you know, because just hearing yeah. you say that, it's like, I I'm pretty sure we're at the same place at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did my retirement ceremony there at the base gym in Bahrain and uh, flew out of there. I did that in August of 2003, and I flew out the first week of um, September back to uh, Hawaii, where I was residing at the time, and I out-processed, got my retirement ID card, and, and then I um, registered with the veterans uh, healthcare system there in Hawaii, and um, it's been smooth sailing ever since, you know, ever since then. Wow. Wow. Um, go ahead, Renee. Could you, you say I said something? it's very, very impressive. Not just it's very impressive. Definitely. Um, and so, uh, well, well I, have a, I, have a, I have a few questions that come, that come to mind. Um, you know, you know, one is that, yeah, I was, I was deployed to um, Bahrain in 2003, in March 2003. And so um, I did my tour there. And so I was just kind of really cool. Wow. And, and so, you and so familiar. we probably talk over there. <laughs> you know, I've actually, you know, I actually, you know, I like, picked oh, up mail, I actually like picked up mail in Manama and all that stuff. And so, um, so it's really kind of like really, yeah. uh, really, on base. Yeah, I've been, I've been to that base, I've been to that naval, that, 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 that the naval yeah. fifth fleet. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And so, and yeah. so, like, and, and so, what was, uh, and so, what was your rank when you, uh, when you got out? I was a first class uh, radio man. Oh, very cool. So what is that? Yeah. Is that is that like a um is that enlisted or is that like an officer? No, that's enlisted. Is it like a like a east like a like what is like E6? Yes. Oh, very cool. Cool, cool, cool. So like I I never understood Navy rank, so you, you have to like break it down to like a, like an E6 for me to outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First class petty officer is you know what we go by. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, E6 mm -hmm. is the uh, pay grade. Cool. Very cool. Wow. Well, well, um, 
Well, and I used to be a lifeguard at the uh, base pool over there also. My last six months on the island, I was a, I moonlighted. I'd go over there um, after work, after my, my, you know, my military duty, and I'd go to the pool at night and on the weekends. So that, uh, that was a lot of, uh, that was interesting. I had a good time. That's very cool. That's very cool. Like, you know, CJ was in the, was in the Marine Corps. And so, you know, it's, so it's kind of, it's very cool to have, you know, you know, three veterans here. So. Wow. That's awesome, man. Good mm. job. Mm. Semper Fi. All right. <laughs> I guess, Mr. Um, Shockley, my question is, I was reading your um, information on Instagram and I was uh, seeing about your, your life transition and, um, when you were experiencing some, I think, medical challenges and you first got diagnosed with, I think it was colon cancer, is that correct? Yeah, I had my first and only colonoscopy at the VA there in Hawaii. Um, and I didn't have any symptoms or any indications. However, the only thing we had was uh, uh, the previous 12 months, I had a 14 pound unexpected weight loss and um, my GI doctor decided, let's do a, an upper GI as well as a lower GI. And this was my first and only colonoscopy. And uh, what happened when I woke up, he revealed that uh, there was 100 polyps embedded throughout my colon, rectum, and anus. And I would need to be referred to the certified genetic counselor, which would be right there at Triple Army Medical Center. Now, the Army Medical Center is right there on the same campus as the, uh, the VA healthcare. So a few days later, I went over for my appointment and sat down with the genetic counselor and a colorectal surgeon. And what they thought that I had, the, mu the gene mutation they thought I had was familial adenomatose polyposis. I know that's a mouthful. The FAP is the acronym. So okay. the way to reveal this would be to do a germline DNA test. Now this test, it's, um, it's not available in Hawaii. There's no lab in Hawaii that can facilitate this type of a test. So the uh, sample, the samples of blood and saliva samples went to a molecular oncology lab in Pasadena, California. Wow. And in the meantime, my genetic counselor and my colorectal surgeon discussed with me that, um, and shared some resources with me I need to read up on the mutation they thought I had, read about the type of surgery, and then read about life after surgery with a permanent ostomy. Mm -hmm. So being a military mindset, I broke it down into three phases. Now, I had six weeks to, uh, before the results came back because the, uh, the testing they had to do, I mean, they found the, the mutation was in my fifth chromosome, and it was the, uh, the APC mutation, which is the adenomatose polyposis coli. Now, since I was 51 when, I, uh, when they, they did this test, mm -hmm. that confirmed the diagnosis of attenuated FAP. And the difference between, one of the differences between attenuated F AFAP and FAP is attenuated has a later onset so normal, it would be between your 50 and 55 years old is when that would, um, if you're going to have that mutation, that's when it's going to show. FAP, it could be as early as 18 months. And then, of course, you'd have to have your colonoscopies, you know, before you're, um, before you're even a teenager for mm. the rest of your life. And so anyway, so the, 
the mutation that, um, of course, I had diagnosed with was attenuated FAP, and it was in the best practice of medicine to have my colon, rectum, and anus removed and have a permanent ileostomy. So since I was already mentally prepared for this, when I was informed about the mutation results um, and they recommended the surgery, I said, well, let's do it. I'm ready. So my mm -hmm. surgery was two weeks later, and it was a six-hour surgery. And I had uh, my midline, I had a nine-inch incision with 35 staples. And, and then right next to that is my uh, ostomy. And then where my anus used to be, I had 13 staples there. Now I'm six foot one and I'm in my bed at the hospital for 12 days. We're at a 45 degree angle. And so my feet were sticking out on the side of the bed. And it was, uh, so I just took it easy. Um, and then I was, um, I recovered. It took about nine, nine weeks to recover. And then I went back to my activities. It took, it took a while to get my endurance back, but I, I mean, I, I just went about my life as if nothing happened, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm self-sufficient. My wound and ostomy nurse in the hospital, she equipped me to uh, take care of myself. And I've been taking my care, care of myself for the last uh, eight and a half years. And, you know, like I said, I just, you know, I started my advocacy. We can talk about that in a little bit, but uh, that's, that's what just keeps me going, you know, just to share my journey um, locally, nationally, and uh, internationally. I have a lot of contacts over the last eight and a half years um and it's just been a lot of uh it's been exciting so i you know i appreciate the opportunity to you know, to share my journey on your platform and you know feel free to ask any questions wow i'm i know we probably have all got i got questions you got questions we got questions probably it's my last question i promise you know just hearing you share about the being mentally prepared for that surgery that would be life life changing for you um it was kind of like all right let's get it done there wasn't a lot of time to think about it but you was prepared for it already with us having chronic illnesses like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease sometimes uh, having an ileostomy or colonoscopy is something that we hear about like at first diagnosis like one day you might have to have this so our mind is always constantly thinking about, well, when am I going to get my ileostomy? I know I'm going to get one. When am I going to get it? So I think when you shared that you didn't have that long to decide, but it was a life situation versus a death. And you say, you know what? Let's get it done. And I love the fact that you had that that openness and that 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 good feeling to do that. So thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you. You're definitely a warrior. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, my, and I'll just interject. My mindset was I tend not to think about things I'm unable to control, such yep. as medical issues. What I can control is my positive attitude, and that's probably five decades on God's green earth. Why change now? Right. And, uh, right. you know, so, I mean, it's just, and, you know, the military also equipped me to the, the well, the Marines, they have their mantra, adapt, improvise, and overcome. And I, I used to be uh, around a lot of Marines in my time, so, you know, I just, uh, I, got, I got chills thinking of it right now, you know, because, you know, really, you just adapt, improvise, and overcome because, you know, there's, uh, you're going to be, we're going to be faced with challenges uh, personally, professionally, and I'm all about overcoming adversity. You know, these, this, this challenge isn't an obstacle. I mean, my, my condition isn't an obstacle. It's a challenge, and right. I overcome it, you know, each and every day. I mean, I don't even think about my ostomy. It, you know, I just... I just enjoy life and and my advocacy efforts that uh, that just drives me more. I send out positive vibes. I get that back tenfold. Right. 
You know, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, and everybody here is a big believer in that, you know, and you know, putting out positive vibes, you know, you know, good, good energy out into the world and stuff like that. And, and so, you know, so what, you know, you know, for your, for your free advocacy efforts, you know, are there any, you know, thing, you know, that currently that you're, you know, that you're working on that kind of let the people out there know about? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I just got confirmation yesterday. I've been working on something with a senator in Texas, uh, Senator Donna Campbell. She's a medical doctor there in the Kamal County, where I used to live in Texas for a year. I had a re I relocated back here to California, and I'll share what, what my um, the reason I'm back here for in a bit. But what I'm working with uh, with Dr. Campbell or um, with Senator Campbell, Dr. Campbell and her staff, I have a I want to I initiated a, a resolution for Hereditary Colon Cancer Syndrome Awareness Week. What I want to do is designate the fourth week of March as HCC Awareness Week. And right now there's no legislative jurisdiction. So I have a resolution. She has sponsored it. And right now, as we speak, uh, based on yesterday's email from her staff, her chief of staff, there it's in um, uh, it's gonna be on the the legislative session, which commences next month in in Austin, Texas, and it's going to be um, it's going to be discussed on the House floor. Hopefully, get over to the Senate floor. Uh, so, in the state of Texas, we can get um, the fourth week of March designated as HCC Awareness Week. And that, to my knowledge, that's good for ten years. Mm -hmm. So, but in the meantime, I relocated to California, back to California, uh, because now I've got uh, I've just been referred to Stanford University Cancer Center. I um, am getting uh, been evaluated for surgery, which is now going to be the first of March, and that's called a pancreas sparing duodenectomy resection. Wow! Uh, now that's a mouthful. So what they're going to do is they're going to take out the um, the uh, lower part of the stomach, which is the uh, duodenum or duodenum, depends on who you talk to, what day of the week it is. They're going to also take out my gallbladder, and then um, a small I believe about 10 to 30 centimeters of my small intestine. Uh, see, my mutation requires routine surveillance. So I've been getting the, uh, the surveillance consists of an EGD, a side view scope, and a single balloon enteroscopy. Now the single balloon enteroscopy, that procedure is not available in Hawaii. So that's why I come over to Palo Alto VA hospital. And I knew that down the road, there's a very, it's very likely that I would need further surgery. And we're at that juncture now. So I relocated from Hawaii to California back in 2016. And I did a little traveling while I've been here in the mainland. And, but I'm back in California because uh, we're at that juncture now with my condition that uh, we're gonna need this surgery. Now, if you're familiar with a Whipple procedure, um, that's the surgery that if it was like 20 years ago, that's what I'd be up for, um, that particular surgery. Uh, that's a very critical surgery. Um, however, the modern, um, the, the, you know, the modern medical technology, they've been able to uh, advance to where now we can do this, what's called a pancreas sparing duodenectomy resection. Now, the surgery that I'm gonna have is at the University, Stanford University I have one of the nation's leading pancreatic cancer surgeons that uh, is gonna perform the surgery. And um, like I said, that's gonna be the first of March. But in the meantime, I have 
this HCC awareness uh, resolution campaign. And I'm also gonna be uh, collaborating with my legislative members here in um, Sacramento, California, which is where I reside. And we'll see what we can do. And I'm also an advocate for the NORD, uh, which is the National Organization for Rare Disorders. They have designated the last day of every February as Rare Disease Day, so I'm an advocate for them. And the reason they put it for the last day of February is because February has, uh, you know, every four years, you've got the, the February 29th, which is, that's a rare day, right? So why not have Rare Disease Day on, uh, mm -hmm. on the last day of February? Right. Right. And then I'm also an advocate for the United Ostomy Associations of America. The uh, first Saturday of every October is Ostomy Awareness Day. Now, those three campaigns will, um, will be for proclamations. I'm also an advocate for the Colon Cancer Prevention Project, the Colon Cancer Coalition, the Colon Cancer Alliance, the Wound and Ostomy Nurse Society, the Wound and Ostomy Nurse Society Certification Board, now that's in the U.S., and I'm also an advocate for the Ostomy Canada Society out of Toronto, a bigger life organization based in Northern Ireland. Uh, I'm also uh, been a guest on their podcast series called Behind the Pouch, mm -hmm. uh, Find the Cure organization, and Rare Revolution magazine are both based in the U.K. Uh, I've been an advocate for them. Um, numerous articles, of course, you probably read some of them. Um, recently, I've been selected to partner as a patient with a rare disease pa uh, partner with a doctor, or I'm sorry, a medical student in Scotland in the uni uh, University of Dundee, and the uh, the student wrote an essay and submitted it, and it's a, we're in competition. Um, it's a really incredible uh, opportunity. So uh, probably in the next month, we'll find out what the results of that are. So. Um Wow. And then recently, um, I've been involved with uh, collaborating with a doctor in India. In fact, tomorrow morning, I have a podcast. Uh, we're going to be going live on Instagram with that. And we're going to do a series um, of podcasts with, uh, with her. And, you know, it's just, you know, uh, wherever the opportunity uh, presents itself, uh, I have a large following. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and everything I do is all gratis. I've been a live case presentation for Relay for Life events on behalf of the American Cancer Society in Hawaii, California, Idaho, and Texas, and I've also been a, um, a guest speaker for Get Your Rear in Gear in San Antonio a year and a half ago on behalf of the Colon Cancer Coalition. So, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's, you know, I, I write a lot of articles um, and I'm sure there's, there's a handful more um, advocacy opportunities I'm involved with that I, um, that I have mentioned. Um, but then I'm part of a hereditary colon cancer registry at Creighton University and Johns Hopkins University. And if I could have a moment, I'd like to share the rare mutation I have attenuated FAP was discovered by Dr. Henry T. Lynch. So if you remember hearing about Lynch syndrome, well, Dr. Lynch is the one that, that uh, discovered that. Well, he also discovered the mutation I'm diagnosed with. Now, wow. 
Dr. Lynch is the founding father of her hereditary cancer research, which he started back in the very early 60s. And my, and he was the, among other things, he was the director of preventive medicine at Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska. And my genetic counselor, my colorectal surgeon, were colleagues of Dr. Lynch. And at 86 years old, guess who shows up in Hawaii seven months after my surgery? Dr. Lynch. So I got personally and privately introduced to him. We sat down and for an hour and 50 minutes, and we discussed my case, and we stayed in contact through the years. And then June 2nd of 2019, he passed away at 91 and a half years old. He was still going into his lab every day, Monday through Friday, for at least 12 hours. And I would send over my pathology reports to him and articles that I had written I had or wrote, I, I had submitted to him to um, give me his feedback and insight. So, um, so my, the rest of my life now is devoted to continuing the legacy of Dr. Lynch on educating the world about attenuated FAP and, and the, the importance of early detection in hopes of saving lives. So. That's great. That's great. You know, I, I sincerely appreciate all that. You know, I know that all that information that you just shared, you know, and the, you know, all those organizations that you're a part of and people being, you know, becoming familiar with those, it's going to, it's going to help. It's, it's going to help a lot of people. So I, I sincerely appreciate that. Well, thank uh, you. Um, well, I, I, well, and there are a couple of things on my mind too, but I know I'm going to let uh, CJ um, talk a little bit here. Well, I don't have any questions for you uh, right now, Dan, but I want to say okay. that your story about the ostomy and everything, about your mindset, um, I myself right now, I'm kind of in a depression, um, failing medications. I've only had ulcerative colitis for two years, but mm. um, I'm on my third biologic and it's not looking so good. And uh, mm. the next drug, I definitely don't want to take it. And I don't know what's after that, but it might be surgery. And I'm try I've been trying to make peace with it. And um, it's, it's taken me a little while. But I, I find your story very uh, comforting. So I appreciate that. And I, wish, and I send you, um, you know, positive thoughts and vibes and uh, hope the best for you, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. And so, um, and so... So, and so I guess just to clarify a little bit, you know, so, so you were diagnosed, you know, um, I guess, you know, with, or that the problems were found while you were active duty. Is that correct? No, I was retired at the time. I had, um, I had already, I retired in 2003 and then I had the colonoscopy in 2012. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But I'm through the VA. So, um, you know, they took care of everything. They continue to take care of everything. I mean, you know, my, you know, my, you know, I did uh, five years active duty in the Air Force and then um, a year in the National Guard in California and then at a port in Port Wainimi and then, um, and then, uh, two, and then two and a half years in the, in the, uh, in the uh, Nebraska uh, National Guard here in Lincoln. And so like, and so, and the reason that, the only reason I'm not in the military anymore is because of Crohn's disease. And so, and so um, I got, you know, in 2009, I got, I, I got, you know, pretty sick for, several, several months. And I did, I did have to have surgery. I had, um, 18 inches of my colon removed and, uh, my ileum taken out at a, at a temporary, uh, bag and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I definitely 
know, you know, that feeling of, you know, not wanting that to happen, but, you know, but at the same time, you know, you know, through, through, you know, you know, I, I would say that the, the net net, especially with the medication I have now, it, that surgery did help, you know? Yeah. Wow. And so, but, uh, but yeah, but, you know, so I, yeah, I was just curious. And so, yeah, but I mean, I mean, my, my actual commander, uh, you know, the captain, it was also cool because he, he was an African-American dude. And so I was right now, that actually you know, it meant a lot to me that you know, he, you know, he actually came all the way from Lincoln to, you know, Omaha and came to my hospital bed, you know, and talked to me or whatever. Oh. And I was like, and I remember saying, you know, sir, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm ready to come back, you know, I'm ready to, you know, you know, come back, you know, and serve and stuff, you know, do my, you know, you know, do my enlistment and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I got a letter saying that, you know, I couldn't be, uh, anywhere with, you know, limited medical supplies. I was, you know, effectively non-deployable. And then like shortly mm -hmm. thereafter, I got an honorable discharge in the mail. And so, right. and so, and so that was that, but, you know, but I, but, the, but you know, but I love the military, like, you know, it's not, it's, of course, not all roses and stuff like that, you know, stuff happens, but, um, but, you know, but, you know, but, you know, but I, I, I definitely, um, you know, for me, it was a great experience overall. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your service and welcome home. Thank you. Thank you. And so, yeah, and, yeah, so now, yeah, so, yeah, so this, um, you know, yeah, so Crohn's veteran, yeah, it's a passion of, you know, CJ, Renika and I, and, you know, we, you know, just, you know, aim to, you know, really, you know, help people all over the world, you know, become, become aware that, you know, they're not alone, just like you telling your story right now, let's, you know, somebody know that, you know, they can, you know, they can still, you know, do amazing things in life like you're doing right now for under, for all these organizations and stuff and still, you know, you know, have an awesome, have an awesome and stuff, so. It's cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so, been a lot of fun. You know, there's been a lot of challenges, but uh, we're all about, you know, us military, we're all about, you know, overcoming adversity. So, right, right, right. That's, you know, true grit type of thing. Type, type there thing. You go. And, so, and so, like, and so, like, um, so what, you know, so when you're not, you know, uh, taking, you know, taking, you know, taking over the Austin world and stuff like that, you know, what do you, you know, what do you do in the, I'm sure, limited free time that you have when you're not doing that? Uh, I go out in the backyard with my uh, puppy, Sam. He's a um, he's a, a Chihuahua Whippet, and awesome. um, I've had him for um, four years now. And uh, we, yeah, we're we're buddies. We hang out together, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. He cracks me up, and um, That's yeah, cool. I do a little bit of reading. I read, uh, listen to a lot of music, uh, music from 1955 to 1975. Um, there's a Vietnam Vet Radio, it's an organization, nonprofit, and they have an online um, radio station. It's 24-7. Cool. And um, it's all, they have a few DJs. They have like an hour and a half show during the daytime. Uh, they have a chapel. The, actually, the founder of the organization is a, uh, they're all military. They're all veteran uh, Vietnam vets. They let me in because I'm a veteran, but they actually let anybody in. Uh, to, to listen and join, you know, they have the chat room. Anyway, so the founder of the organization is an ordained minister, and he has chapel on Sunday and morning and Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has any concerns, they can always contact uh, uh, Benny Delight is his name. I'll plug him, put a plug out there for him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're all in this journey together, and Definitely. I just love listening to music. So, you know, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm what you call musically reclined. That's my term for it. I just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride, you know, enjoy the music. Um, yeah. I write a lot of blogs, articles. I've been doing a lot of podcasts. I've, I've been a guest on a lot of podcasts in the last several months. 
Uh, like I said, I've got several more lined up here. Um, I've got interviews for other podcast appearances. Cool. Um, cool. And I'm also working, I'm also just recently, I should have mentioned this earlier, there's a um, organization called Hope Has Arrived out of uh, uh, South, uh, South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And that's a um, Christian-based uh, organization that I'm uh, collaborating with. In fact, I have an article I'm going to be writing here in the next uh, couple of days. We did uh, our initial podcast uh, last week, and that's going to be posted probably uh, first week of March. And uh, there's a few other ones out there, like I said, that align these, the, the, the hosts of these podcasts, they line them up, and then we tape them. And uh, whether it's going to be a, a, a blog or a podcast, and then they'll release them in the upcoming uh, months. So, but uh, awesome. Awesome, Renika. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for sharing that. And I was reading about you as well and your analogy about life and how you related to the uh, to baseball. That yeah. was so I was like, okay, yeah. that makes so much sense. So do you mind yeah, like I, about that? Yeah. How did you come up like how did you come up with that person? Because and I was reading, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I like how you put that together like that. Mm -hmm. Well. Um, I, I love the game of baseball. I've watched it. I've been to a lot of games growing up. I've, you know, um, I've got some, uh, some friends that are retired baseball, you know, baseball players, major league and minor league. Um, when I got diagnosed, I mean, I just, it's just one of those things, you know, uh, I wake up in the middle of the night and I have this epiphany and that was one of them. I'd heard something about someone saying that, you know, um, what was it? It was an announcer for the uh, Braves, uh, Chip Carey, Harry Carey's son. And I remember watching it on um, the Braves games way back in the 80s when the game would go into extra innings. Chip would say, well, fans, we've got free baseball. We're going into extra innings. Because really, if you go to a baseball game, your ticket's good for nine innings. That game goes into extra innings. Guess what? That's free baseball. So I thought, of, well, you know what? All the sports we have that I know of, they have time limits. But baseball mm -hmm. doesn't. So what does baseball and life have in common? We don't have a time limit. So I got chills right now speaking of, thinking of it because my life is in extra innings, so I'm enjoying free baseball. I love nice. it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I have a mantra that I had woke up one night. It was back in May of, uh, I think it was 2015. And the first two words on my mind were forge ahead. And this was like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, forge ahead. So I wrote it down on my piece of paper mm -hmm. and I went, forge ahead, forge ahead. Okay. Forge ahead with a purpose. Okay. But that's FAP, but I have AFAP. So I said, well, what am I doing? I'm, I'm always forging. Boom. There it is. Always forge ahead with a purpose. I love it. My email ever since. But really that's my life is I'm forging ahead with a purpose. And my purpose is to, like I said, educate the world on the importance of hereditary cancer um, syndrome um, and in early detection and continuing the legacy of uh, Dr. Lynch. Okay. And when I do presentations, I actually have uh, four take-home points. These are um, based on four words that I adopted after my surgery my, and recovering while I'm home. Because I was home for seven weeks before I went back to my jobs. So I, I came up with the words attitude, faith, adapt, and purpose. 
And attitude, what that means is, you know, I look at attitude as 100%. So, you know, attitude is permanent. We can be in a bad mood, you know, but you, you have a positive attitude. You know, mood, uh, attitude is permanent, mood is temporary. So I say, well, you know, I have a, my positive attitude has allowed me, you know, afforded me the opportunity to, to overcome, you know, uh, my condition, my, not my condition, my surgery, and uh, have, you know, be, have a life with an ostomy. Right. So then I thought about the word faith, just in general. So what is faith? Faith to me is believing in something you can't see. So if you look outside and you see the trees, the, the branches swaying in the breeze, you can't see the breeze. However, you can see the effect of it. So what is faith? It's believing in something you can't see. So furthermore, I took the word faith and I broke it down. I made a, an acronym. And it, the acronym is Full Assurance Influence Through Hope. So my positive attitude had a direct impact on my faith, which had a direct impact on my ability to adapt as a as an ostomate for the rest of my life. And so I took the word adapt and I broke that down into an acronym. Attitude determines the ability for a positive transformation. So, mm -hmm. so here I've got my positive attitude, my strong faith, ability to adapt as an ostomate, which leads me to purpose. And my purpose, once again, is to share my journey on the importance of uh, early detection and continuing Dr. Lynch's uh, legacy. And so the take-home point, well, those are take-home points, but it, there's, a, there's a hidden, there's a hidden uh, gem in there. If you take the first letters of each of those words, attitude, faith, adapt, and purpose, what do you have? A-F-A-P. Yeah, I was thinking about that when you said those words. Yeah, and then also my mantra, always forge ahead with a purpose. Once again, the first letters of each of those words awesome. spells A-F-A-P. That's awesome. And it's just divine intervention. I just wake up. I mean, I had these epiphanies, and and then I started. Um, I share these, the uh, the take home points I share at all my live case presentations. In fact, yesterday I was a, a live case presentation for a virtual gen, uh, genetic and GI malignancy conference, the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio. I did it live two years ago. They invited me to be on a, a virtual guest yesterday. So they had 200 medical students in their third year of, of uh, residency. Uh, they were GI residency students. And they had two certified genetic counselors and three GI doctors. And that was a live case presentation. I had uh, 10, I think it was 10 minutes uh, to speak to the, uh, to the uh, audience. It was amazing. Wow. That's great. Well, you know, again, you know, thank you, you know, thank you so much for you know for you know for sharing you know your journey and your and, you know in your advocacy work, you know, you know, you know, with us, you know, and our audience and stuff. It's you know it's great to have you. It's been great to have you here, Dan. And I think we're gonna uh, wrap up here a little bit. But um, but I, I but um, what is you know, I know you're on Instagram and stuff. You know, you know if you know if people out there want to get in contact with you, you know, to you know to to, to support either you or you know or the organizations that you support, you know, you know how can they do that? Yeah, they can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm on Twitter and I'm also on Facebook. So my Facebook is uh, Daniel Drydock Shockley. Um, and then, uh, like I said, I'm also like Instagram. They can contact me and you can, you know, if you want to, uh, anything, you know, you want to uh, share that I put out there, you're more than welcome to. Thank you. you know, all right, we're cool. all on this journey together. So uh, definitely, yeah, definitely, Bill. I definitely support you. Know, you know, yeah, support you. Know, 
yeah, there's going to be a lot of interesting things coming up here in the next uh, several months. I've gotten more, I'm getting more exposure um, overseas. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to be pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing right now. It, it continues to be pretty amazing. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, but, you know, but we all wish you, you know, you know, you know, success and, you know, and good fortune in everything that you do. And, um, and, uh, you know, and as far as, you know, for uh, Crohn's Veteran, you know, you can uh, find us at uh, Crohn'sVeteran.com. Uh, you know, you can, uh, we're on uh, Apple, we're on Google, Spotify, um, Anchor. Uh, we have a YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, we have a Teespring store where you can find, uh, awesome. yeah, like, uh, like, like Crohn's Veteran gear and stuff like that. And we're, we're always trying to expand that out. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so, so uh, you know, we're, we're you know, completely grateful for our supporters, our listeners, our subscribers, our members, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, so please, you know, join Crohn's Veteran you know, on, on our journey to, you know, raise awareness for IBD and, you know, and definitely uh, check out, you know, Dan Shockley, you know, for, you know, for everything, uh, you know, colon, you know, colon cancer and ostomy stuff. And so, you know, you know, he will, you know, he, you know, and so again, you know, thank you, thank you for being here, sir. And, um, you know, safe, safe travels. Nice meeting you. Thank nice you. Meeting you. Oh, thank, thank you, you very story. much. Oh, nice meeting you, and oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, we can collaborate in uh, future, uh, you know, future endeavors. Uh, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, it's uh, just like I said, it's been an amazing journey, and we have a, uh, we've got a lot of opportunities ahead of us. So, uh, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Thank you so You're much. Welcome, Dan. You're very welcome, Danny, you. and we'll see you later. Bye. Good day. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks. Bye. -bye.